This is the Team Paper Podcast, featuring your hosts, Jesse Warren and Henry Hargitay. Welcome back in, everyone. Another edition of the Team Paper Podcast. I'm Henry Hargitay. That is Jesse Warren. But before I go to her, just want to quickly remind everyone that you can support your favorite softball teams and put money directly into their pockets by heading to teampaper.com, finding your favorite softball team, and hitting that subscribe button, and you'll get a shirt. Exclusive access to one-on-one interview content with all your favorite athletes, all your favorite softball players. Help Team Paper grow this game that we love, that you guys love, and then my good friend Jesse Warren loves. Jesse, how's everything on your end? Everything's going good. Just, you know, watching some softball this week, the midweeks going on, um, some good games going on, and just living life like normal, you know? Just I started my own YouTube channel, so if you guys want to give me a follow, give me a follow, Jesse TV, but... Other than that, just living life, playing softball, working, and on this lovely podcast. Jesse is slowly becoming America's lead entertainer. Uh, she's got her own YouTube channel now and, you know, out here entertaining America with us. So before we get to our guest, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check this social scoop and go through a couple tweets that caught my eye the other day since we last spoke. Um, but it, hey, it was only a matter of time before I became the odd one out on this podcast. And we brought on a, a fellow Seminole to, to come and chit chat with us a little bit. Uh, Sydney Cheryl is going to join us shortly. Uh, but I can't wait. She's having a great season. Knowles are having a great season. And you obviously know her pretty well. Yeah, she's a great athlete. I loved playing with her for the one year I got to play with her. And um, what makes her such a, a good player person is just her personality um she's just so outgoing so loving and caring and um i just loved being around her always brought a smile to my face so super excited to get her on here and talk to her a little bit and just kind of reminisce and catch up from um our times back when i was at florida state so it's gonna be fun yeah i can't wait i uh, i asked i think three or four of her teammates uh i was like listen we're starting this podcast you know we're gonna get some knolls on here as soon as we can who's the, who's the best one like who's the first one we should bring on their first answer every time, Sydney Cheryl. And a, a very Cheryl. close second. Uh, I've never, I haven't, I haven't been lucky enough to meet her yet, but a very close second was Christina Hartley, who candidly I don't know too much about, but hey, uh, it sounds like according to their teammates, that's that's the one to bring on. So we'll we'll keep her on the list. But nevertheless, let's hit the social scoop real quick. Uh, first one I saw that I wanted to go over. Uh, was a very candid picture. Jenny Dalton Hill tweeted it. She's with ESPN. She's a great reporter. Uh, she said, if COVID has taught me anything, is that we we need each other and sport is the thing that can do it. OU softball beat UK softball, meaning University of Kentucky, last night. But this was the scene when all the TV cameras were off and the fans were leaving their seats. Every athlete, not one left in the dugout. And it's a picture of the two teams all circled together around the mound. I thought this was cool. Jesse, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's it's amazing that, you know, two teams can come together with prayer and um, end in the midweek, um, you know, focusing on God. So um, I'm very religious. I love it. I know Oklahoma's big in their faith um, as well as Kentucky. Um, but I think just like you said, the one thing that brings everybody together is softball. We have that in common. It's something that we do every single day of our lives. Um, maybe not every single day, but majority of our lives in college, 24-7, um, working out with our teammates, playing on the field, practicing. 
So I think um, they know what they go through. They're with each other 24-7 in the workout room. They're with each other on the field. They're with each other in the locker room. So they know the grind that they're um, facing together. So I think it's pretty cool when two teams can come together knowing what they've been through at their universities um, with workouts and the demanding schedule um, and just in, in the midweek together as you know a unit as a softball community. community. Yeah. Midweek softball has been very fun for me. I've enjoyed it a lot. But another one I saw... Uh, it was from the Oklahoma softball account, Diamond Queen. With career home runs number 101 and 102 last night, Jocelyn Allo passed Pete, I don't know this last name, Inca, I'm not even going to try, passed another baseball player with 100 home runs uh, from 1983 to 1985 for the most career home runs across college softball and college baseball. Now, my question, real quick, let's get a hot take. Does this like solidify Jocelyn Allo as the best college softball player ever? She's pretty legit. I would say she's top three for sure. Um, we've talked about her before on the podcast. She's a great athlete. She swings the bat well. She sees the ball well. And obviously that shows with her accolades that she racks up yearly. Um, I think, you know, she is one of the best hitters in the game, um, you know, since the game started. And uh, with 101, 102, we talked about it before, she is going to shatter this record. Like she's not even halfway through her season and she's already putting up those big home run numbers like it's going to be shattered no doubt and this record will not be broken for a very very long time yeah very cool all right uh another one i saw that i liked from coach christy dnp at snap my ad uh no matter how old you become never forget to play for the child who fell in love with the game and never looked back uh i don't know this one i think is cool for any athlete obviously especially for softball players what did this one make you think of in terms of just looking back to how you fell in love with the game as a kid um, it literally just, rem I remember playing on baseball on, on Shetland um, for the Diamondbacks with one of my best friends named Dino. Um, just the first memory I have picking up a bat and a ball. And I sometimes, you know, as athletes, we can get caught up in the game and, you know, ride the roller coaster of emotions that it gives us. But at, at some point, you have to step back and realize was I really this competitive at the age of four when I started this game? No, we were out there to have fun. We were out there to see our friends. We were out there to just play ball and do something. And I think when the game gets too big, sometimes we have to step back and remember that. Like play the game as if you were four years old. Like you were hitting a ball, running 60 feet, maybe not 60 at the age of four, but hitting a ball, running, turning left, running, turning left, running, turning left again. Like it's just, it's a game of play or it's a game of catch and throw and having fun. and. Um, obviously, as you get older, it gets more competitive and you as a person get more competitive. But again, when the game gets too big, take a step back. Remember why you play the game. Remember why you fell in love with the game and just have fun with it. And usually things start to go your way when you do that. Well said. Beautifully said. Only thing I disagree with, my style was more like, you know, instead of hit the ball, run left, run left, run left. I was more like hit the ball, watch it, bat toss, stare at the other team's dugout, slow, <laughs> slow jog stare at the pitcher rounding second, and then one more stare at the opposing dugout on the way home. Kids listening of, at home, you at could the take- age Je of four? At, at the, the age, age of four. four. You could take Jesse's route or you can take wow. mine. You decide. All right, last one here. Uh, this is from at Elijah's hat, uh, presumably a Florida State fan. There Florida goes- Florida State baseball player. Or yeah, oh, okay, yeah, baseball player. Is, oh, this is a baseball player? Yeah, so I, this is, or I don't know if, if this is his account. I don't know if he created it or not, but 
if I'm not mistaken, he may have, because he was big on his hat falling off when he was running out of But yes, it's based oh. on Elijah, who was on the baseball team. Interesting. Nevertheless, great tweet here. There goes another Michaela Edenfield, uh, or there goes Michaela Edenfield sending another ball into Area 51. Is I'm Area calling 50- it. Yeah, is Area 51 the coolest nickname in college softball right now? 100%. She's legit, and I'm calling it. She's beating my record. Yeah. No doubt. She's insane. I feel like anytime she comes up to the plate, she's freaking going yard. Last night, two home runs and then almost a third. (laughs) Like, what? She's crazy. It's crazy. I love to see it, though. She she handles balls really well and um, in the zone, out of the zone up in the zone down in the zone she just has a really good bat and i love watching her hit because it's like anytime she comes up and I, I i really wonder if this is what people thought about me when i was at fsu like is this ever going to be another home run because that anytime she comes to the plate i'm like okay she's hitting one she's yeah. freaking going hard and she then really, she does and it's like what the heck she's, she's not crazy. good she's different and crazy uh good. she's not the only one in tallahassee off to a good start the whole team's doing well and uh with that we'll bring in on our next guest our first guest from Florida State University, not named Jesse Warren. Uh, Sydney Cheryl, how's everything on your end down in Tallahassee? Hi, thank you guys for having me. Um, everything's good down here. Just playing a lot of softball, getting back into a normal season after the past couple of years with COVID and uh, it's busy, traveling, going well, and we're having a lot of fun and doing pretty well right now. So yeah, I, I want to ask the first question and then I'll, then I'll let you go ahead, Jesse, because I know you have a bunch. Um, I said I had no curveballs for you, but Jesse may have a few. So just be on the lookout, sit back on those. But uh, you've been in college since like when, like 1998, it feels like. Um, and so this is this is it for you. This last year is the last dance for Sydney Cheryl. Do you kind of find yourself appreciating the little things that maybe you didn't before? Like maybe there was a workout you used to hate, but now it's you view it as something maybe I, I get to do. I don't have to do since this is the last dance. Yeah, 100%. I think like everything I look at now, I just am really trying to enjoy every moment and every little thing because I know how much I'm going to miss it uh, when it's gone. So yeah, I was trying, like Jesse was saying earlier, I'm trying not to, you know, get too caught up in the game and the failure part of it and just really enjoy these moments with my teammates and just Florida State. Okay, I have to ask, I obviously watch so many of y'all's games because obviously playing there. I just love you guys so much. Um, I don't really see much of a difference from 2018 team to this team. Like the chemistry you guys have is, and obviously experience it, I can tell, but other people and other fans can also see it. And just the chemistry you guys have on the field, like what differences do you see as a player being on the 18 and this roster um, between the two teams in 2018 and this year? Yeah, I mean, there are so many similarities to me in the sense that, like, when I, on the 2018, I was the freshman that was blind to just success and not even knowing what was going on and just kind of having fun with it. And there's so many freshman players like that now, like we were saying, Michaela Edenfield, like, very similarly, like, so oblivious to her potential and just who she is and who she could be. And as a senior now who, like, looking down, like, it's so cool to see that and see me change from that to now a senior and being able to guide like the team almost. Um, um, but yeah, some, that would be my difference is I'm just in a different role this year, but team wise, I, you know, I think we're still going through the up and downs of season. Like we did in 2018, I think still trying to find like our, 
our groove and, you know, what works really well for us. I think last night we really felt like what we could be um, for the future and what we would like to see more of. And so um, definitely looking forward to that. But yeah, there's definitely some similarities, but, you know, season's just so long and so many ups and downs. So there will, I'm sure there will be differences, but it'll just be how, um, you know, we bounce back from the losses and, um, you know, our not best games, how we, you know, pull those out and yeah, stuff like that. So. I have a follow-up to that that's on the same note. And um, like, you know, we joked before, you've been here since 1998 and obviously you haven't actually been here since then, but you have been at Florida State a long time and you've seen this program in many different lenses over the years. Uh, think back to like your freshman year, because one of the cool things about college sports, especially softball, a sport you know you're probably going to be there at the very minimum four years. Uh, you, you, you enter campus freshman year saying like, I'm going to leave this place better than I found it. Um, and I want to build my legacy here. And when I'm done five, in this case, six years later, almost, um, I want to be able to say that that's the difference I made. When you think of young Sydney Cheryl, so young and so much to learn walking onto campus freshman year to where you are now, what's, what is it you're leaving behind at Florida State that you're going to be most proud of? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I feel like I've brought has definitely not been really anything you know, on the field or, I mean, I guess kind of on the field, but nothing, you know, um, athletically or um, I know some like records and things, but really just my personality and just the light I feel like I bring to each team is definitely something that I feel like brings the team up and um, really changes people that are in their shell and freshmen. I know what I went through as a freshman and what, you know, players like Jesse did to help me and make me feel more comfortable and just trying to give that same energy back to the freshmen that come in. And it's really hard to come in and play as a freshman and try to do too much and be this big, great thing. And I think a couple of our freshmen are definitely feeling that some aren't like Michaela, not feeling that at all, but some <laughs> are. And so um, just trying to help them the way the seniors helped me and upperclassmen helped me and, you know, just bring a light to the game and that it's fun and you can have fun playing it no matter what. Um, definitely something that I've journeyed through in my years and going through the past couple of years of a little bit more failure than usual, just had to really embrace the, um, the good things in the game and the relationships and all that. So definitely just, you know, relationships and bringing like a light heart and some goofy attitude, I guess, to the game is definitely what I feel like I'm going to leave behind for sure. With it being your last season, um, which is so sad to say, and like things are gonna, you know, pick up once season ends, but for, in real life for you, what, what are you appreciating the most right now? Like, um, as a senior on this team? Definitely just like the traveling, the road trips, I think, as you know, like those are just all the memories you make with your teammates and doing all the fun things and the coffee walks and the ice cream runs and just trying not to say no to anything, even like, we play like a home game here and after just trying to get as many team members to go to, you know, go get ice cream or go get dinner together. Just like those moments. I'm just really pushing for us to do things together as a team and really try to build these relationships. Um, just because I know that's what I'm going to miss the most. And um, I think it that also helps us on the field as well. So it's kind of like a win-win. So yeah, just the girls, the team, my teammates and doing all the fun things with them, like traveling and coffee walks and just trying to appreciate all those little moments that um, seem so minuscule, like in your first three years, you don't even think about them. You just go through the motions and then 
you get to your last year and you're like, yeah, I want to do everything. I want to appreciate everything. And uh, yeah, so just those little moments. Another thing that I actually wanted to bring up, and it's been, uh, like I would say, I keep my Twitter fingers handy. And I saw this on Twitter, but a lot of people have been making a big deal of the lack of safety base. Is that what it's called in softball? Um, safety and bag, yeah. Safety bag, yeah. And I think you guys both have some thoughts on it. So Jesse, we'll start with you and then Sydney, we'll go to you after. What, what are we thinking there? Yeah, I think 100% that we need to have a safety bag in our game in college. There are too many collisions happening in our game at first base that is causing injury or could cause really, really bad bodily harm. And I think it's just, we just have to, NCAA, people need the fun for it. It's it's $200, $300 bag um, to be put to save someone's you know career because that can be a career ending injury. So um, I think it needs to be put, um, again, too many injuries happening, too many collisions happening. We saw that in um, the Alabama game with Good night, um, colliding with the first baseman there. Um, so luckily she was okay and nothing's like seriously happened, like serious happened to her. But um, Sid just talked about something happening down at the Georgia game. So I'm gonna pass it to Sid. She has her opinions and we can hear from her as well. Yeah, I definitely think a safety bag would help in a, in a sense, but also like teaching first basemen's the right way to catch a ball down the line or something, or just go through like some are inevitable, like they're almost impossible when you're going for a ball, you're going for a ball, but practicing like the right way to go for a ball up the line and trying to stay in the lane as a first baseman would definitely help as well. I think sometimes first baseman just have it, go for the ball right away and just go right into the baseline and nothing. It's their fault. It's all they know, but practicing it. Like I know we have, BK like practices it every day of stepping and re-stepping and making her own lane on the far left side. Um, but we haven't had too many like instances this year with that on our end, but definitely there's been a bunch throughout um, D1 softball right now. And um, I think a safety bag is definitely the start to, to helping it and then working with athletes as well at first base on how to, you know, move their feet. But yeah, it's so sad the career ending injuries that it has happened to so I think I just think it's worth the funding and again yeah, it's going to sure. save someone's career because yeah that can that can be a head injury with airborne like if for instance the Alabama girl going airborne um could have hit her head even with a helmet on that can still cause damage um bone breaks, ligament tears, just a lot of things that could happen that we don't want to see happen. And um, again, think it's 100% worth the funding. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, so in your first interview with Team Paper, which was a long time ago, uh, you said something very candid that stuck out with me. And that was about how, even though you guys made it to the World Series last year, you felt like you guys weren't that good. Like you mentioned something about how you guys didn't have a single person who hit over 300 uh, you guys had your backs up against the wall for a lot of that uh, postseason run. Um, and so you were very candid about that. But when I look at I look at the schedule and dating back. I don't know if you knew this or not. But I'm sure you didn't. But dating back to May 21st of last season, Florida State softball is 37 and five. And you've only lost two games this year, uh, both close games, mind you. And so I guess what I'm asking is, can you point to maybe a moment last year around that time around May 21st right when the postseason was kicking off where you guys kind of just flipped a switch and said nah like let's just play Florida State softball and stop losing yeah I think 
definitely super regionals against LSU last year in the second game. It was an intense, crazy game like it always is with LSU. And I think that's kind of, I mean, we knew all season we were good enough and we could get to where we wanted to go if all the things fell in the right place. But just like statistically, like our just numbers weren't there offensively. And that's what wins ball games. Like our pitchers had like a hell of a season. Cat was an All-American and showed that throughout the whole season, kept us in a ton of games. But just offensively, we just weren't clicking together at all. And so we were finding different ways to win, which is why we made it as far as we did. But um, definitely just not the big hits and things like that until LSU and like Lizzie Mason had that home run. And uh, then Kirsten Landers came off the bench to walk it off. And just those moments, we definitely, that was just kind of the clicking moment for us. I think that we just knew we had a chance and we were good enough and just had to stick to our game and do it how we could. And um, it was super awesome. It was an amazing postseason run for the team that we had. And a lot of people didn't really realize that it was so great to us. And like, looking back, I'm so proud of us. And not at all ashamed of getting second place because of the team we had all season. It was just, it was, it was a struggle bus, like collectively one through nine on the lineup sheet. Like, I mean, hitting in the cages right after games, like 10 of us, because we were just so frustrated with just what was going on and we didn't really understand or know and started changing some players to bunting more and slapping and just trying to figure out a bunch of different ways to win ball games and we were winning we had a we had a good record um but yeah just we stuck with it and we stayed together and we struggled together and we fought through it together and I think that's what um made the run so special in the end for sure it was fun to watch I mean obviously I was there <laughs> I was in OKC we had a we were playing in OKC for pride and um, being able to come and watch you guys was just amazing brought back so many memories just being at that um stadium and it was really really cool to watch you guys and the progress you guys made from season middle of season until the end which was cool um but i'm gonna switch gears a little bit here and we're gonna put the spotlight on you individually as a as as one um what are your what are your plans after college what are you planning on doing do you even have a plan right now i know when i was a senior i had no plan whatsoever it's kind of just going with the with the flow um so what are you majoring in what are you planning on doing with that and um if you are planning on doing something with that what are your plans um so i got my i graduated last year with a bachelor in humanities which i don't totally know what that means but i got my degree okay and then with the extra COVID year, I was super blessed to um, get another year to get my master's. So I'm getting my master's right now. I'm finishing it up in athletic coaching. It's a new program. They started here at Florida State, which is super convenient and like perfect for me. And so I'm doing that right now. I'm actually in an internship this semester with the softball coaches. So I go up there every day and I sit in all the team meetings and go to all like the big conference meetings. So I kind of just get a little bit of the businessy side of the game and of um, college softball, which has been like so amazing, like learning this side because I've been a player for the past four or five years. So I haven't really understood what it's like on that side. So it's been super, super informative and I've been learning a ton. And then over Christmas break, I got into contact with a lot of coaches about um, maybe an assistant coach or volunteer assistant. And I actually got, I have a, um, He's a coach that I know from a mutual friend, but he's the head coach at Grand Canyon University out in Phoenix. And um, I accepted a volunteer posi position there for next fall and spring. So I'm gonna go there for a year. Thank you. 
That's awesome. Congrats. Thank you. And then I'll start my coaching journey is I'm thinking what I want to do. I've also thought about commentating, but um, I think I'm going to start with this route and um, see how I feel about coaching and all that. So yeah, hey, I put my foot in that. You ever, uh, you ever think of podcasting? We're, we're always looking to have people join America's favorite softball <laughs> podcast. I've actually just was thinking that I would love to like start a podcast or do one. I feel like I like Jesse, like know the game so well. And like when you play it, you have such a different understanding of it than maybe some commentators that I've listened like to or just people that talk about the game. Oh my gosh, no. yes. But yeah, so I just feel like ex softball players or even current like in pro leagues need to like get like give back to the sport and especially um like talk about it more and that's how it's going to grow as well because it's growing so fast right now and I think we're seeing like a lag right now in commentators like the sport is growing so much and so in depth and then we're still having some like baseball commentators call games and like it's so hard to listen to like I've watched more softball this year than ever in my life and it's so hard sometimes to listen to those commentators and so I've like kind of gained an interest in like wanting to commentate for that reason like man I know I could do this way better so um no shade to commentators but no none at all it's I I think I like to think Jesse Warren has the best job in America she coaches softball and she's a softball podcaster like and I'm a softball player and a softball player does it really get better than that it doesn't. I don't think so. It doesn't. But speaking of coaching, I, I mean, have... winning the lottery maybe, and then not having to work or anything. Though. Well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> speaking of coaching, um, and I, I asked Jesse this the first time I interviewed her, and it was like one of my favorite moments from the whole. I want to see if Sid knows what my my story with Coacho would be. Yeah. So your favorite Lonnie Alameda story. What do you think mine is? It's just a me and her thing, though. It's... Oh, oh, is it um the two years before the World Series in the World Series? No. The, oh, okay, okay. It's just it's just like accumulated over time. It's my so my freshman year I came in, you know my baby voice. Oh yeah, yeah, docha and, or whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> she literally finally did it my senior year, which was amazing. But that was my story. And then Alcatraz, you weren't there for Alcatraz, but she took us to Alcatraz, which was cool. But. Yeah, I know I put you on the spot there, though, but do you have a favorite Coach Al moment? Okay, sorry. Um, well, honestly, the, every moment, like, with Coach is, like, my favorite moment. She's just, like, the most amazing person in the world. And, like, playing under her, you realize that. But um, I've learned so much from her. So I just – I can't really pick one moment, but I have a funny moment, I guess. Um we were playing hacky sack and coach really never plays hacky. she never really gets in on anything like hacky sack or pregame stuff and she like jumped in and like funny like funny funnily funny like <laughs> tossed the hacky sack and rolled her ankle so bad like so bad but nobody knew nobody knew it was that bad and she fell and it was so sad and so like everyone comforted her and she just laid on the ground for like 15 minutes because she did not want like to get up and we were just like coach over here for you like don't worry about it like stay strong got this whatever and then gets up coaches the rest of practice nobody says anything and then like the next day like her whole entire like foot and like black and blue like she rolled her ankle so bad like so bad it was so funny I could just see her falling though and just like 
chilling like yeah, that's wrong. exactly what she did right there it was pretty sad and then like the next days though were like the most sad because you could tell like how bad it really was and she played it off like completely oh coach <laughs> uh, i know i love it i love it those are always my favorite things to hear about uh and with that i'll just quickly remind everyone watching that uh, you can support Sydney and the rest of the FSU Seminoles. Just head to teampaper.com, scroll down, find the FSU logo, and boom, you'll be able to put your money directly into their pocket, get access to exclusive one-on-one content, uh, get, get your free Tallahassee t-shirt when you sign up, all for a good cause. One, one subscription at a time, we'll be able to grow this game thanks to people like Sydney and the rest of the FSU Seminoles. Uh, Sydney, best of luck the rest of the way. This was an absolute pleasure getting to know you here for a little bit. Uh, I'm sure you're someone who will have back on once you guys get get started on a deep run to Oklahoma City. But in the meantime, stay healthy, take care of Coacha, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon, Sid. Yeah, thank you guys so much.